another Girlfriends and Football, your favorite girlfriends, Beth, Sherry, and Desi. And we're here to chat about, woohoo, the start of the NFL season. Yes, ladies, are we stoked? Week one. Week one. Yay. I can't believe it's finally happening. It was Thursday, and I thought the game was tonight. So now I'm feeling a little disappointed because I thought it was tonight. <laughs> but I'm getting over it. I'm getting over it. So soon. It's so soon, though. <laughs> well, guys, I'm going to start off with some very, very important information that came down the pike from Beth. Midweek, uh, we were talking about what we're going to talk about tonight. And honestly, this was the greatest thing that I've ever seen shared ever. Beth shared this. Uh, I don't even know if this is true data. Um, we'll, <laughs> we'll reference H Sports on this. But it says, according to a new study by British Gambler, Bills fans drink more alcohol during games than any other fan base with an average of 3.3 beverages per game per person. Beth, that's, that's some really important. That data. means, you know, somebody's drinking like 10. Which, you know, which, I mean? you know when you think about it, how many kids yeah. attend yeah. a game? How many, how many people aren't drinking? Why three is drinks that, a game? Think? I, I think it's pretty impressive. I will say um, it doesn't surprise me knowing how they tailgate. Um, so, I mean, I think the question is, is it just during the game or is it pregame as well? Right. Because I think that average would be a lot higher if it was. I mean, I've seen the snowy conditions there. My friend went up to a game and it was like the snow up to their waist. So maybe that's why you just have to drink to warm up or not care. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't feel your fingers and toes freeze off. Yeah, right. I believe that's what it is. Um, there have been a couple games this past season where um, they do an all you can, and it's not for alcohol, but they do like an all you can drink where you can get as much hot chocolate or coffee as you want because oh. it just, it's so, so cold that they have to do something to convince people to stay. Yeah. So, I guess so based so. on the statistic is, are, is that spiked? Spiked hot chocolate and coffee or no? I mean... I think you can. <laughs> it's not served that way, though. No, no, no. We would never do that. No, you know what? I, that probably is. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure there is somebody. I'm sure it's purchased unspiked. And I'm sure you can walk about two feet from where you purchase it and buy a shot to spike. <laughs> would be my guess. Awesome. All right. Well, we got some important stuff we want to chat about. There's lots to cover here. Guys. My man, Nick Bosa has apparently signed the contract. That means y'all going down in your fantasy football, okay? 49er defense in the house. <laughs> defense wins championships. Yeah. That's what they say. Unless you don't have a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> too soon, too That's soon. I'm going to pass over that. Um. Next, uh, in terms of um, gearing up for the first game, which is the Chiefs versus the Lions, you know, the news has hit. It's out there now that Travis Kelsey uh, has a hyperextension of his injury to his knee. There was effusion um, as of this morning when I watched ESPN. They said that they believe, air quote, believe that he doesn't have an ACL tear. I would like to feel more confident about that. Like, Maybe they did an MRI. I'm sure they did. did we, I haven't looked to see if we have those results. Uh, Beth, do you want to share what you found in your 30-minute research? 
So I will say in that believed statement, I don't know if they have done an MRI because what I did hear earlier was um, that they're going to test again. So they're really just doing a manual test to see if it's torn. Yeah. Um, Which is, again, not as accurate as you'd like. But I also heard that his brother stated that it's just a bone bruise. And while it's swelling and maybe uncomfortable, he should be good to play. I love it. I love when the brother chimes in. I have two boys. I know that. I know how reliable, air quote, that is. Um, maybe I believe that's help. really just like a dig to being like, you're being a baby. And if you don't play, I'm going to tell mom. I'm going to blame it on you the stash. He should have never shaved off the rest of the fuzz on his face. It looked so good. Uh, the stash is not a good look. And I think that, you know. That's the reason. Yeah. It's scientific. It's is this like a Samson and Goliath, Samson type thing? Like you shave the hair off and he loses all of his power. Yeah, it's biblical. It's biblical. <laughs> it's biblical. <laughs> but we do have a PT in the house as well as a PA. Uh, just to talk a little bit about hyperextension injuries. Um, Beth, I'm sure if you want to go ahead and share the clinical, um, you know, there are ways to clinically evaluate for an ACL or a PCL. Um, do you want to speak to that and and how reliable those are? Sure. I mean, they're doing a manual test um, right now, which is basically just to check the laxity in the knee and to see if how much movement and give there is in the joint. And the thing is, is that while it can be pretty accurate further along, right now he's so, um, there's so much swelling, there's so much fluid, there's so much... Um, inflammation in that knee that it's going to be really hard to tell with that type of test um, to know. It needs to either be done immediately after the injury or several weeks afterwards. Um, That in-between period with all that swelling, it really isn't able, you're not really able to tell. Um, Same thing if you did an x-ray, you're not going to see, as you know, you're not going to see any ligament damage necessarily with an x-ray. You have to do an MRI. And with a ton of swelling, sometimes that's hard to see as well. Yep. So they've got to wait for that swelling to come down. Um, so just to give a little bit of background, ACL, PCL, they're crisscross ligaments inside the knee that create stability so the knee can slide forward and back safely without, you know, uh, causing the joint to go too out of place. So it's, it's there. It's the major stability um, ligaments in the center of the knee. You have your MCL and LCL on the outside that helps um, as, as well to protect the joint. But the ACL, PCL, you know, the hyperextension, um, any kind of translation where the tibia, this is the tibia. I know for those of you who can't see my hands, the tibia is the lower bone. Your shin, <laughs> the bottom part, your shin. shin bone connected to the thigh bone. <laughs> and those two bones are crisscrossing um, uh, ligaments. And so if you tear one of those, you are in a, a world of trouble. Most, this is almost a similar injury as Lamar Jackson had last year. Although it wasn't technically a hyperextension injury, the shin bone translated backwards, which is kind of what happens in a, a hyperextension injury. So um, it can be as simple as a bone bruise. And that's what, of course, what we're hoping for with Travis Kelsey. Uh, but, you know, you definitely want to get that MRI as soon as that swelling comes down. And um, Beth, maybe you can also answer this because I, I mean, I'll make the statement. Maybe you can back it up. But if you have an effusion in the knee and you put that player back on the field, there is a possibility if they don't have a tear that they lose that proprioception, which is the um, ability to um, feel the end range of movement to kind of guard um, 
maybe you can say this better. I'm trying to like bring this down into terms that everybody can understand, but you lose the concept of like, oh, I might be going too far in my knee. You can't feel that feedback. You know, you don't get that feedback loop. So you are more susceptible to injury if you go out with the swelling in the knee, correct? Sure. With the swelling in the knee or the effusion, as you stated so nicely, um, what ends up happening and also with any type of ligamental damage or any type of strain or sprain, you lose some stability, regardless of whether it's completely torn, partially torn, or just overstretched. So we're looking at a ligament that is already now a little unstable, a little, um, he won't be as secure on that joint, regardless of what he does at this point, um, because of the effusion, because of the ligamental damage to whatever capacity it is. Um, So it does put him in a more dangerous position to be on the field. Um, I look at it from like more of a cautious standpoint, just because I do know long-term damages, but we're looking at it short-term. Chances are if they're not seeing, if they don't do an MRI between now and Sunday, and they do do just um, an anterior translation test to see if that ligament is torn, they and they don't have enough wiggle room in there, they'll probably let him play if he says yeah. he wants to play. Um, yeah. But that's pro football, and that's what yeah. these guys are paid to do. So they kind of, and they have all the best of the best of all the manual therapists and all of that working on them. So yeah. who yeah, Sherry how to judge? Talking, Sherry and I were chatting about this beforehand, and Andy Reid, I think he's the kind of coach that really takes care of his players. So um, I would hope that he would use best judgment. I think they have an incredible, um, like you said, support system, medically speaking. And so, you know, hopefully they'll be able to optimize him for whether he'll play or, you know, they'll take the safety thing and maybe use him for limited snaps or, or just, you know, not utilize him at all. And that's going to be one of the things as we start going into fantasy football that always keeping up with the injury reports because, like, do you chance it? Like Desi just said, he might play, so he might be on the starter list, but he, who knows, Andy Reid might have him in limited capacity in his mind, so then do you start Travis Kelsey? Do you not? So that comes up as we start fantasy tomorrow night as well. So a little Because if he's not on the field, he can't earn his points. Yes. Yep. I don't have Travis Kelsey, so we're good. <laughs> I do have the 49ers defense in case you guys missed that one. But we're aware. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got we caught that. Oh, and for our, our lovely fans out there, we did look at the stats. Um in 2022, Kelsey did have the most touchdowns uh for the Chiefs with 12 total. Shortly um behind him was McKinnon with 10, and then there's a drop-off, Hardman and uh Edwards Hilaire were both tied for six and Pacheco fifth. I do have Pacheco as a as a wide out for my team, but we won't we won't go down that rabbit hole. Um, all right. So, and speaking about the very first game of the 2023 season, Chiefs versus Lions, with this amazing data that we just chatted about, what are your guys' predictions? Who's going to win that game, Sherry? Um, I always root for the underdog if I don't have skin in the game, so I got to root for the Lions. All right, Beth. I really, really want the Lions to win. But I think that I think I don't think Mahomes is going to let that first game out of his grasp. So I believe Chiefs are going to win, but I want the Lions to win. Agree. Yeah, we talked about the Lions being one of those sneaky surprise teams this year because they were on that upswing at the end of the 2022 season. Um, but I did watch quarterback, and I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch it. 
It follows Patrick Mahomes. Um, so good. That was, was such a good. Yeah. And so um, Kirk Cousins and uh, Atlanta's um, ex-quarterback, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Um, Mariota. They followed those three quarterbacks. And I, I'm telling you, I, I really wasn't a huge fan or not fan of any of those guys. But after watching that, like Patrick Mahomes is like a special, a special individual. Not that you could not agree to that just based on his stats. But like when you pull that curtain back and you look at who he is and how much dedication, the spirit, the grit. I mean, he is he is fantastic. So yeah. I am going to pull for the Chiefs on this one. I would not be upset if the Lions win because I do love the underdog as well. All right. Moving right along. So that covers the Thursday night game. Coming up after that, let's cover our own team. So Bucks are at the Vikings. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Kirk Cousins, what a segue, man. It's like, yeah. sounds so professional tonight. What is happening? Uh, what do you think, sis? What's going down? I, I mean, I like that we named Baker Mayfield the starter. And, you know, I started with saying I think we're going to struggle the first few games and that we'll then pick it up after our bye week in week five. But I'm always going – I'm always going for Bucks to take it from the start. So go Bucks. All right. Okay. Are you going? No, you can't go. It's at, it's in Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> Wait, I mean, Quite a trip. Quite it's a trip. But the yet. weather I bet is gonna be beautiful there. Maybe, yes. maybe we could add to the drinking stats for Minnesota. Right. <laughs> right. It fills off that. Right. I wanna know who only drank point three of a beer though. I know, right? <laughs> That is a waste. Alcohol abuse. They're not on this podcast. <laughs> I can promise you that. All right. Let's move right along. The next one up at uh, another one o'clock game is Niners at Pittsburgh. Guys, this mm. is going to be gritty. I think this is going to be one of those, like probably one of the best one o'clock games that you're going to catch. Um, I think they're going to be pretty evenly matched. The 49ers generally don't come out swinging in the beginning of the season. We generally always lose that first game over the past couple of seasons. Um, of course, we finish a lot stronger than we start. Brock Purdy is still, you know, he's looking great. I'm expecting great things from him. Now that Bosa signed, I feel a lot more confident about our <laughs> defensive line and our edge rusher. Um, but uh, Pittsburgh's been cooking. They've been, you know, like it's a little bit like almost to boil. But I think they're going to cook this year. I mean, you guys know that I picked um, Pickens for my fantasy draft. I think uh, I love that combo between Pickett and Pickens. I think that's going to be a great dynamic duo. But I still love my Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, um, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Juice, Kittle. I mean, the li list goes on. I mean, we're still unsure what Kittle's capacity, speaking of, um, of uh, guys that are questionable for the, the opener. He is questionable. I'm more concerned about our kicking game. I'm actually very concerned about our kicking game. Hmm. I actually really miss our gangster kicker, uh, Gould. I, I just miss him. Robbie Gould is just like, ugh, Robbie, I miss you. If you're out there watching this podcast, um, I hope to not cry at the end of that and that we lose by a field goal because that would just really, I may not recover from that. <laughs> Um, carrying on, uh, Beth, let's chat about the Bills. Um, let me come up on that here. Bills are playing the Monday night game. Uh -oh. Big game. Aaron Rodgers. This is a big, big yes, game. A.A. Ron and company in New York. Chat with me about that. Look, I am going to just say that Aaron Rodgers is old. 
and I'm going to hope that he plays old mm-hmm. um, because I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Like the Jets gave us, gave us trouble last year. And um, I, I just read Micah Hyde in my 30 minutes of study time beforehand. <laughs> I'm getting better. Look, I am, I'm putting in some work right now. I love um, it. But Hyde missed practice today. You know, he went out last year with that neck injury, didn't play all the season, came back this year. We were super excited to have him and he's out again or he missed practice. So I'm nervous that he might not end up playing. You know, Von Miller still is going to be out for another few weeks. Um, I don't know. I feel like the season hasn't started and we're already starting to look a little banged up and that makes me real nervous. Um, I am going to say, though, that Aaron Rodgers is old and the Bills are going to win. Wow. She went out there. Yeah. I love this woman. She is not yeah. afraid to just say it. Just say it. Um, I mean, we're all kind of. I mean, do we feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to be like the next Brett Favre of the Jets? I mean, follow the exact <laughs> same path and, you know, retire one of the greatest and then just. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I think he's trying to follow Brett Favre. He's trying to follow, you know, that whole realm of great quarterbacks that just can't let it go when it's time to let it go. And I, <laughs> that's what I believe is going to happen this season. Okay. That's what I want to happen this season. Stephanie, <laughs> my girlfriend, who is a Jets fan, who's playing fantasy with us. I'm very sorry, but that's really, I don't know. I. Maybe I'll maybe I'll be surprised. Maybe he'll come out there and really wow everything. But all right, I don't think I so. Like I like the assessment. I, I my only thing is Robert Sala. You know that is like my one of my like crush coaches. Like I love me some Robert Sala. Like just cannot like. Oh, have you heard his pep talks? Like you know he's just this just. I don't even know. He just can motivate people and get people out there. And he brought that defense alive. I mean, the Jets defense went from like bottom of the basement to well beyond in the better third of the NFL. So if he can do that in very limited seasons, I mean, their defense is something to be reckoned with. Now on the offensive side. Oh, I'm not questioning their defense. I'm not questioning that. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, so I just think it's going to be a great Monday night game. At yeah. the end of the it's going to be a very good game. Um, I am real nervous. The uh, spread is Buffalo by three, but I it's it's going to be a nail biter for sure. I think that's good. I think I think I would agree with that. Buffalo by three. Yeah, that's the, it's going to be a no gym Tuesday morning type of game is what I, it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like maybe not even at least a half day of work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. All right, so let's keep let's look at some other interesting matchups here. We have um, what do we want to what do we want to look at? Sherry, you want to talk about your Commanders and Cardinals? Uh, you know, I am feeling I haven't done a lot of a game preview, but I'm feeling a little bit of a kind of excitement about the Commanders this year. I'm I'm feeling like there's a little bit of excitement, and that makes me really happy. My second uh, favorite team obviously behind the bucks, but yeah, I feel like we've got some newness and we've got some excitement going. So I really like it. Oh, it's too bad. I'll be, I'll be there one day later. <laughs> yeah. I'll miss it by one day. Yeah. Sherry's <laughs> gone up to the DC area, um, but she will not be able to be at that game. 
I'm interested also in that Texans Ravens game. I think Ravens, woo, man, just on paper, they look stacked. I think uh, it'd be interesting to see if um, Lamar can handle just staying in the pocket. Um, I'd be interested to see how his knee works out. Um, of course, I love D'Amico Ryans. I'm really excited about seeing what he brings to the Texans in his first inaugural year with them. Um, so I'll be definitely watching um, bits and pieces of that Texans-Ravens game. But sorry, guys, the Niners game's on. I'll be watching that. Um, what else are we looking at? Uh, Cowboys and Carolina game. Cowboys and Giants, Sunday night oh, football. Cowboys and Giants. That's going to be good, too. Yep. That will be on in our house for sure. Yeah, he, oh, Giants right. tight end Waller is. Uh, I picked him up in our fantasy football draft, and when I was looking around at some of the projections and weekly rankings, there was this article on is he the tight end to have, and I'm like, because yes. um, I, I, you know, I wasn't very prepared for draft. Let's just say that I was going with a lot of rankings. So when you see like, oh, this is the guy to have, and you didn't mean to do it, it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so you did better than us. So let's just put it that way. I just love a Cowboys and Giants game. I mean, I do just because <laughs> I root against the Cowboys in every situation. Same, same. And my so, husband is a huge Giants fan. So that's that's who we are. We're, we'll be a Giants household that night. And then Monday night we'll be a, a Buffalo household. So I hear that. House divided. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I, I honestly, you know, I'm NFC and uh, the nineties was rough. I can't really cheer for either team. I'm, I must be honest. So <laughs> I will watch because I love football. Uh, who do you think is going to win that game? Are you saying Giants? Giants? Beth? Giants. Same, same. All right. I'll go with Giants. I love their coach. He's great. He's a spirited guy. Too. Hey, love speaking him. of coaching, I mean, I know this is football. Uh, this is college, not NFL, but can we talk about some neon Dion? Okay. I was totally going to bring that up. Dion, how about Dion and his kids? Oh like, my gosh. I don't know which part of the story I love most, like the dad coaching his sons or like just the the energy he's brought to this whole program and like flipped it around or like his swagger after winning yeah. or dancing with the 90 something year old band. Like <laughs> what? I, I mean, everything, love everything. And they're all talking about how quickly he turned this program around and just you had alluded to before the coaching, right? We're talking about what a good coach does. And it's like, holy cow, they sold out those games for like the rest of his contract. And they haven't sold out a game in some ridiculous amount of time. So that was some Florida State, Dion, and then my Florida State Seminoles. I was going to, I was going to bring it up. Sherry, you know, big knoll over here, Florida State yeah. is what she's repping. And her squad took care of business. Man. And but we do not historically do well on the season opener. Like we can play Western Alabama and, you know, have a really bad game that's season opener, but the guys have been talking a lot of smack. And I, as a fan have been killed heartbroken on our opening game days. So this one was just like, Oh, this was so different. God, that felt so good. I was on, I was on fire. My voice is still a little gone actually. <laughs> I will say it's crazy, though, because I didn't particularly like him in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I thought he was a little cocky, a little too good of a showboat, a little too all of that. But he's, like, turned things around. Like I don't know. He he grew up, and I like him more now. Right. 
but he definitely when he was in the NFL, I was I I did not particularly like him. Were you in Atlanta during those years when he was in Atlanta? Were you there? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. So I will tell you, I got a scoop on an insider scoop. So a former teammate of his, I found out, I'm like, oh my gosh, you played in the NFL. Like I've got to get the 411 on all these, you know, individuals. And Dion was one of them. And I was like, tell me all the things. And you expected, this was long before he ever coached college. This was just after his career, you know, that span in between. Mm -hmm. And I was asking them, I was like, tell me all the things because like, our, per, our perception of him just through media was mm-hmm. this one way, just like you're saying, like this cocky out there, like so beyond. I think it's because he was on the Cowboys and that also didn't help. Exactly. <laughs> totally agree. That bridge, that bridge. Downhill up to Florida State. Wait a minute, he was with my 49ers. Come on now, we, you know, he helped us win a Super Bowl. Um, so, uh, but this guy that played with him was like, you would never believe he is the opposite of everything you see in the media. Hmm. He is the best guy. He was the guy that would go to the parties and not drink one drop of alcohol and would keep an eye on all the teammates and make sure that they were safe and that they were straight. And they were, he was the one taking care of everybody. And I was like, love that. I know that. And it's a good lesson of like, he was just so wildly smart to market himself, Mm -hmm. to maximize what income he was going to get. Because in football, you beat yourself up so bad that physically, it's like, you know, you've wasted your entire life on football. And I don't say wasted in sense of like, it wasn't awesome, but like, it's a lot for your body. I mean, you and I, Beth, have seen people following that, like what happens to their bodies once they're done with their careers, they're almost crippled. I mean, in some Absolutely. cases, they're just, they're just so limited. And so he probably, and I don't know, maybe he didn't think this, maybe he was just like, I you might be giving him a lot of extra. I was like, I might you be giving might him a lot of <laughs> But like it, what he's done is brilliant, right? He's put himself in this position and he's marketed himself. He's made himself a brand. Yes. Yeah. And it's a strong brand. And then look what it's doing now to all these wonderful kids that he's, pulling up, you know, from, from the bottom and just saying, Hey, well, and what, what you said about his personality and all that, that you've learned is that it, it's really showing now. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so those pieces that maybe we all didn't see beforehand, mm-hmm. he's able to show on a broader stage as a coach and as a mentor yeah. and as a, as, as a male role model for these boys. And so, cause they're still boys, like that's, you know, and so, so, so creating that, um, that feeling and that community I think is awesome. And so, so my mind has been changed about him over time, but yeah. like I said, when he started out, I was not a fan of him. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do with, with his team. Too. Awesome. That's going to be a season to watch. Yes. Yes, for sure. That'll be a great 30 for 30. Yeah. Oh, it's coming. It's mm-hmm. coming. Oh, and speaking of which, because now that you got on the college thing, I don't watch college just for you guys out there in the the YouTube verse. Um, but I appreciate it. And I there's a couple of Netflix shows. I don't know if you caught them. One is about the Gators during their Urban Meyer run. I've heard of it. Holy cow, you guys need to watch that because we gotta I, chat about that. I've heard it's really good and nah. No, I know you're not into the games. No, no, no. In fact, I kind of look at it sideways. Like I, 
and and this is also in terms of us just talking about Dion, right? Mm -hmm. So you that got, was all Tebow, right? That a lot of it was about Tebow. Well, that was the Tebow. Or was era. there another one? No, that it was, was the Tebow era. Okay, so he was involved. It's not about yeah. Tebow. It's about the more about so about just the team during that era where you know he brought in multiple championships. Tebow was the quarterback. Um, uh, Hernandez was was on the team as well. Uh, it was like a whole thing, and it was it was interesting. But it's it's what's more fascinating to me is you have coaches like Dion that just inflate people from the inside and mm -hmm. like just brings them to a purpose and a service and and just kind of has a different way. Whereas you know this was more militant and oh, just I really, did watch that. Yeah, he was just basically killing them. Yeah, I know. I remember. I did watch that. It was brutal. And I, there's your Yeah. And literally I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I almost couldn't watch it. Like it was really intense. Um, and then you have I that mentality of you, you bend somebody till they break to Jeez, see they come, come back. Yeah. Like, and, and when you hit, Can you imagine Dr. Like, Murray and Bobby Bowden being like that? No. And you decide whether and you're you going to stay or not. And learn from Bobby Bowden. <laughs> She's, on, she's <laughs> unstoppable now. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, Gators documentary. <laughs> anyway, that was good in the Manziel. Johnny Manziel was. I, I, I really want to see that. Was it, it like was very good? Did you watch it, Beth? I did. I did too. I did. Yes. It was off. crazy. Like, first of all, it shows how young these guys are when they start out mm -hmm. Two, it showed how wrong it was right that they couldn't make any money in in the or in college you had no yeah. way to make any money they're making all this money off of you and how he took advantage of the situation yeah because he was he reminds me of, to a do it. of like a bieber in the college football world great analogy yeah yes great analogy thanks man yeah, but it is. I mean, it's like, and it's one of those things where it's like, I can't imagine being given that much power, that much mm -hmm. celebrityism, that much importance at that age, yeah. and be expected to do something smarter with it. Do I would have been, I would have been strung out on drugs and alcohol all the time too. Right? I know. <laughs> I know. It would have been available. It would have been, you know. I always give a lot of passes to Bieber, so. Um, but do you remember the old movie Johnny Be Good? Oh yeah, with Anthony Michael Hall, and it was the same thing. Remember when he went to the Texas Horn Frogs and they're, you know, yeah. going to strip clubs and everything like courting him, and he was so flashy like that and attitude. But he comes back around at the end, what it was all about. That's another reminds me of Johnny Menzel. <laughs> well, it's it's yeah, all. I can't timing. imagine keeping your head on on straight. It, yeah. It's all timing, like if you burn them out too much in college, then they don't go on to the NFL and have this career. You know, yeah. it's just, it's, it's, uh, because you, you look at the talent that was on that and I'm going back, I'm sorry, Sherry, just close your ears if you need to. Um, going back to that Gators, you know, documentary where they were talking about like, I mean, they had some very extreme talent on that team. And you look at what Tebow was able to accomplish there and he didn't make it in the NFL. And it's just so mighty. And Manziel, like he was Johnny football. I mean, he was just living his best life on that football field and got to college, got to the NFL. And it was like, Meh. yeah, but let's, let's go back to Aaron Hernandez, though. He did do well in the NFL, only That's true. he 
was crazy. Well, so and they said that was CTE. Absolutely. So yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, was it, he broken down? You know, I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. So or maybe I will watch the documentary. Yeah, I think you should. Just they, they were actually very good. Both yeah. of them were very good. They're yeah. well worth the watch. Yeah. I won't, I won't videotape you doing it so that I'll have blackmail on you later. <laughs> Consider, research. Consider it research for the podcast. Yeah, it's research. It's research. It doesn't have to be for entertainment. Right. It's yep. research. All right. So to wrap this baby up, um, for anyone that is listening or will listen on the um, anywhere that you listen to your podcast, um, we are looking for pictures share your pictures with us we want to see the fits what outfits are you guys wearing on week one what's supporting your team i want to see team colors i want to see team spirit i want to see all these outfits um share your fur babies the human babies everything whatever you got we're gonna pick one favorite and we're gonna share it here on the podcast each week so be sure to tag us tag us on instagram girlfriends and football and uh, we would love to catch you in action at one of our tailgates, which are more dates are to be announced soon. Waiting on Beth to tell me which game she's going to in Atlanta so we can go watch the Dirty Birds in Atlanta do their thing. Um, and Sherry, eventually we're going to have to hit another Bucks game. Absolutely. So, uh, Absolutely. We definitely have the 49ers in Jacksonville game. That one's lined up. We will be tailgating there for sure. So thanks for joining us, guys. It's week one. Whoop, whoop. Go get your game on. And uh, we will see you next week. Hey guys, thanks for joining us on our podcast today. Please continue to keep in touch with us on our social media platforms at Girlfriends and Football on Instagram and TikTok. Thanks so much. We appreciate your support and we look forward to seeing you next week. Take care and happy football.